December 17, 2018. It's a lot from Pedro's show.
Pedro Show. Happy Monday, trippy day, but it's kind of a makeup day. Uh, I'll see Brother Matt Thursday. God, it's my. I turned 61 Thursday. I'm going to talk to my Rambo. Ah. Yeah, I you heard my guess. I'm, <laughs> I'm not all the way in man alone mode here in my pad because the wonders of those engineers in Estonia came up with the Skype stuff. I got Junior and Rachel from Woolen. Welcome aboard. Thank you for having us. Yeah, no Very problem. Excited. We started off with John Coltrane doing My Ideal, and then two can keep a secret from wooing. So who wants to talk about their musical journey first? <laughs> uh, I'll go first. Yeah. Okay, Rachel. Um, Rachel, what's your earliest musical Recollection. Oh, would probably just be playing Name That Tune in the car um, to the oldies with my parents growing up in Seattle. You mean um, uh, come on over well, the car radio? Yeah, I, we used to listen to the oldies and classic rock and stuff, and my dad would love like playing the first few seconds and seeing if I could guess who it was. Um, so we've <coughs> always been like huge music lovers. And, yeah, did uh, they have a? Did they have a big? Um, Record collection? 
Yeah, they, we've had we've always had a big record collection. Not never like kept the nicest. I feel like it's kind of always been like just we've moved a lot. So okay. um, as an adult, I've tried to keep mine like pretty in a good situation. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, what, what about uh, were they listeners or did they make me? Was there instruments in the house? Um, yeah, my dad's a musician, and my parents met at an open mic in the '80s in New York, and um, I joined our family band at age six and um has, that's how i started playing music um, what's your pop play so that's kind of say that again what did your pop play oh he played guitar and um keyboards okay okay yeah. so uh what uh, there's a guitar laying around the house there's keyboard did you get on these young yeah we had a piano growing up too before we moved to new york and um i used to like write little fun songs on it as a kid about like doing the dishes and just really? silly stuff like that. Well, they bring you, they bring you into the band when you're six years old, right? Yep. What were you playing? I, I started off on harmonica for like a few shows and then, um, started on drums pretty soon after that. Wow. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Kind of like a vaudeville tradition. Oh, what about at yes. school? Did, what about at school? Were you in like the, uh, the band, marching band, or, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, choir, stuff like that. Did you do yeah. any music in school? No. She was on the road. I was touring. <laughs> oh, yeah, so you, so you were, ho like, homeschool? Yep, yeah, I ended up being homeschooled, which okay. they kind of called it road schooling, because we were traveling so much. No, but uh, I, I ask people about this, because, you know, they cut a lot of music programs out of the school, so I'm always curious. But of course, yeah. uh, you are getting this, uh, your parents being musicians, yeah, you're getting this, <laughs> right there kind of trick. What was his name? Uh, Steve Droz from uh, Flaming Lips told me he was playing mm. drums for his pop's country band when he was six. Wow. <laughs> Pretty amazing. You know, uh, uh, can you remember the first record you bought yourself? Oh, it probably would have been a record by quasi um oh, their band janet weiss Do you know them yes yeah she was one of the biggest inspirations for me to be a drummer my dad had seen them play and was like rachel could do this <laughs> obviously not yeah that i level. think she was from um, <laughs> but i think she was from hollywood originally and then went up to uh olympia great drummer yeah she's She's incredible. She's mm -hmm. a huge, huge inspiration. Um, and Sam Coombs' lyrics and just overall, that's been one of my favorite bands since I was a kid. Yeah, he played um, organ, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, what about what about the first gig you went and saw? Um, I saw the Presidents of the United States of America play um, <laughs> as a tiny, tiny baby. Uh, and I have a picture of me like backstage with them because my friends were... Uh, my parents were friends with Chris, and um, yeah, so that's, I think that was my first, like, concert. I was definitely at, like, open mics and, like, little ca coffee shop shows as a as a little, little one, for sure, before that. Uh, yeah, one of them played a funny guitar, right, with, like, two strings or something. Yeah, that's right. I'm trying that's to right. remember. Maybe yeah. three strings or something minimal. Huh? <laughs> I remember oh, them course. guys. There was actually President of the United States. Uh, band in New York City where the first time the Minutemen played by themselves at Folk City West. But much different than this other. I, I think uh, 
we were both on Columbia at some time in the '90s. Those guys. Uh, I want to play. I want to play this. Uh, could have been. Is that okay? Sweet. Yeah. yeah. Let's do Here it. we go.
The board of reactions appear 
I'm a shy girl. My mother calls me a flatchest. I'm a heavy boy. My father calls me a fathead. I'm a small guy. My friends call me an armrest. I'm a big girl. The boys call me a waterbed. I love all of me. I love all of me. I love all of me. I just wanna be. I'm a yellow girl. You choose to call me slanted eyes. I'm a white boy who fights for his roots and ties. I'm a red woman who cries over her child's hunger. I'm a black man who's come to terms with his anger. I love all of me. I love all of me. I love all of me. I just wanna be. I'm a nomad who writes his words in sand. I'm an Aborigine who wishes to save his clan. I'm all people who cry for their land. People of the world walking hand in hand. I love all of me. I love. Wanna be live and let live, live and let live, live and let live, live and let live. Phew, the cross we carry is so heavy. I wanna sit down for a second. Do you mind? Not lie down. Just sit down. Not too long, just so long. Hey, I got an idea. Can't we just burn the crosses instead of people? I happen to think that's healthy and is not blasphemy. So brush your wings, shine your rings. Are you ready? And we can sing. I love all of me. I love all of me. We love all of us. We just wanna be. I love all of me. I love all of me. We love all of us. We just wanna be. Tapped onto a phone tonight. You won't receive it right when I detect. 
Live for Pedro Show. We heard uh, Could Have Been from Wooin. And uh, Lil Creeper from Bullets or Balloons. I think they're Spokane, uh, Spokanistan. Uh, in the east part of uh, Washington State. Uh, Maya and the Revolutionary Hell Yeah with The Fever live. Uh, that's up in the city. God, it was last year I played there, Ramona's Bottom of the Hill, for my 60B day. And they shared the stage with us. Got, got by voices after that with Arc Technician. <laughs> yes, another new record. It's only a seven inch, I think. But still, Bob Pollard, every other week, man, this mm. guy. And uh, Phil Spector's out of Oklahoma City with Monster <laughs> Monsterosaurus. That's a trippy name. Dietrich and Barnes. That's John Dietrich from uh, uh, Deerhoof with uh, Jeremy oh, Barnes okay. doing Sales Tan Part 2. Sales Tan. <laughs> uh, still houseplants out of Glasgow with Afterward. King Champion Sounds. Holland Ombur Burva Sva. It might be Hindi or Sanskrit or something. Yoko Ono. I Love All of Me. And finally, Cap Gun Coup with Big Forklift for my soul, baby. Okay. <laughs> Junior, let's go with you. What's your earliest uh, music recollection? Uh, I think when uh, Thriller dropped, my parents listened to it a lot. So I Mike Jackson. A lot of thriller, yeah, that was pretty great. Yeah, I remember I wrote a song. And sent it to his management when that record came out. And I called it. Oh, you mean Polit the political, political song, song for Mike Jackson to sing? Yeah. And I never got <laughs> word back. Because I thought if Mike Jackson sang this song, the Minutemen would never have to explain themselves again. People would know exactly what we were trying to do. <laughs> I never got word back. Okay, so um, Thriller. Okay. Like mid middle 80s. Yeah, it was right around when we were recording Double Nickels on the Dime. Okay, yeah, so, so so what about yeah, your parents? Were they musicians? Yeah, my mom uh, played piano, my dad um, uh, guitar, and uh, they did a lot of kind of pop, top 40 covers, Holiday Inn kind of gigs, you know, in the 80s. They so were, in the living room you had instruments? Yeah, you know, but I didn't really think it was cool to play a guitar really until... Uh, I guess I started listening to like Nirvana, things like that. I thought, hey, I want to play, you know, riffs. So ah. I started to play riffs and right, then, you know, right. doing high school bands. You, you were know, a you, rock band. You mean after school, like in the garage or the bedroom? That's right. That's right. You know, I mean, it was cool because my parents had, um, my dad, like at some point, he just decided he wanted to get back into music. Yeah. Maybe you call that a myth crisis or something but he definitely like got ah, really into right. it. He spent, <laughs> anything he creative i think is better uh, you know it's lame to call it a crisis you get motivated to do anything especially you get into the middle act <laughs> i think it's okay you know my whole yeah, my whole third like, opera is about being a middle-aged punk rocker you should check that out it's called hyphenated man but uh what, what about in school not outside of school, but in school. Were you part of the, the marching band or the jazz band or something, well, the choir or shit like I'll, that? I'll tell you, um, I, I lobbied with, a, I got a bunch of my friends together so we could get the critical mass signatures to get a music theory class in high school. Wow. And I took that. 
I took it for a year, but the the band leader, uh, well, that's a story. But it, he 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 was doing some things he shouldn't have been doing. But he ended up uh, kind of blowing the class off about halfway through the year. But I did learn a little bit, you know, about some scales and. Well, it was like kind of like harmony, right? Yeah, just the basics of it. But it was cool to just have a project. Yeah, you know, absolutely, week, absolutely. Like, then, either, uh, it's either that or the Mel Bay or Alfred's. One of those books, right? The guitar, how to play Jingle Bells on a fucking acoustic guitar. You know? Yeah, yeah, I had a, I had a Mel Bay book for the Mel Bay. Okay, okay. What are the names of some of these bands that uh, you did after school and shit? I'm sorry, one more time. Name of some of these bands you had with your buddies after school. Ah, uh, so in high school it was it was called Socially Retarded. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, we didn't fit in. We sat at the table by ourselves, you know. And then, uh, but then later on, uh, I, I started touring like little punk bands. I played for this guy R. Stevie Moore for a oh, long time. For about- yeah, the the very uh, out of uh, I think originally Nashville. He's a he's a Nashville guy. He's back there. He was yeah, he went Nashville back right. His father was a, f- a famous musician. Yeah, yeah well, I, 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 I've, I, I've actually collaborated with him in, in, on a few uh, songs. Yeah? yeah, something called The Witches of the West. It was put together by oh, this great French guy named Regis. Reggie, yeah, yeah. Ah, you know Regis, uh, okay. This guy's great. Yes, he lives, yeah, they live in Toulon. They're, they're in Nice. Well, we played in Nice with them. One time we did a show. Nice with is, them. Uh, it's on the coast there, but the, they're like the big French Navy base in Toulon. And that's yeah, where he Toulon, lives. Okay. Yeah. And I've, I've, I've contacted his pad. He's a great cat. In fact, we're going to do, I'm going to do a piece with uh, three of my trios along with them as a tribute to Glenn Branca. So, oh, it's a small, wow. small okay. world. It's a small yeah. world. Yeah, because Regis works with the kind of the art world and galleries, and he's always getting some kind of multimedia collaborations. He's a very creative guy, man. I have huge respect for him. What was the... Uh, can you remember the first record you bought yourself? Yeah, I got the Bat Dance soundtrack that Prince did. It, oh, wow. When I was nine years old. But the, yeah. Sure. And, and, so and what I, about first gig? Uh, Nirvana for, on the In Utero tour when I was 13. Okay. Where, oh, that was big pads, right? I think I saw him at the forum here. Yeah. It was so strange, you know, it was so strange looking up, you know, because Pat's from the germs, you know, <laughs> he he's in yeah. the movement longer than we were, I mean, and so I'm looking over, I'm seeing Pat, and, you know, he's playing the forum, you know, and he's digging it. Then I, I look over to the other side, and it's Kurt, and it's, it's like, he did not want to be there. He was totally, yeah. totally I, bummed I out. I a good show. I got a good show. They were really into it. No, it was, it was a, a good show. Over. It was a good show. I could just see two sides of this coin, though. You know, I didn't know how yeah. serious stuff was or anything. Sweet little guy, man. Uh, miss him much. Miss him much. Uh, so you ended up a backup musician for our Stevie Moore. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and I had my own band, Tropical Ooze. And so we, we I was just such a big fan of him and a uh, a friend of a friend was, um, I was just really into R. Stevie Moore because he's just so such an original dude and so talented. Just oh, real yeah. musicians. And so my friend, because uh, he was in Jersey, um, which is not very far from New York, obviously. And and so my friend started uh, trying to make a documentary about him. And, uh, and Shit, and I might have done was, some uh, interview for that. There was a couple documentaries. 
Yeah, my memory sometimes. So, <laughs> but th- thank you. I think for... I, I think that right. That sounds right. That sounds right that he talked to you. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Big love to our Stevie Marr. Big inspiration. Yeah, sure. But l- l- let's. Uh, how did Wooin get together? Well, big love to our Stevie Moore. He was kind of the one who brought us together. I was ah, also please explain. Please explain. Yeah. I was a big fan of RCVs, and I played him on a radio show that I did for several years. And he, like, I guess gets Google alerts for his thing and, like, messaged uh, me and my other uh, co-host. And um, we just started talking to him on Facebook. And uh, I started singing backup vocals for RCV when he would come to New York and play tambourine and just kind of dance around on stage. And that's how I met JR. Yeah. Rachel's so. got a really great presence live, you know, the a lot of people who can play or do things, but just some people seem very comfortable and they just, you, you like to watch them on stage. And so um, later on when she was doing her own thing, I said, I'll play guitar with you. That would be really cool. And then Stevie, you know, he kind of retired a little bit. He, it was too much of a drag for him, uh, you know, the pain of being on the road all the time. Yeah. Uh, for his body, it, it can be hard. I don't know, the van and sleeping in cars or whatever the fuck we would have to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But but so uh, you together. say you were looking at her on stage, but you were on stage too, Jr. Right? Yeah. And I, but then but then I but then but then well so first. No thing, no I, I know what you mean. Man. It used to be that way with the Minutemen. I'd be watching D Boone as much as the dudes in the crowd, the gig goers, because he was yeah, such I mean, a. He, it, it was uh, like, D Boone you know, was, was a surprise real guest, you know, on some of these shows. So I was like, oh, okay, like this is what she's because sometimes Stevie would invite like ten people on stage, and it would just be like like you know, the band wouldn't really know what was going on each night, so it'd be a different thing. He'd say, "Jr., you're going to hate me, but I've got three guitarists here that are going to play tonight," and some of them didn't even know the song, so it was just a free for all. But she was on stage, and I thought, well, you know, she's all right. This is cool. So then I went to go see her play in another band, and she was playing drums. Okay. And there were three dude, three dudes up front, kind of blocking the view, but like. She was the cool one. She was the one that like felt really comfortable on stage. What, what, what was the name of that band? Um, I don't know. That was so long ago. But I've I've just played in different projects and stuff. And um, yeah, it was for a while. I was in like five different bands at once, playing drums, just like doing different things. And through that, I was kind of just like, I need to find my own voice and find my own musical like place. And that's like when I ran into Jr. And he's like, If you ever need a guitarist, and I thought like he was kind of kidding because in a way. Like, I'd always thought he was the most, like, creatively talented and unique, like, such a badass, incredible guitarist. And when he said that, I was like, what? Like, are you kidding? So to be able to play music together, like, was just an ex- extreme dream that came true, which we, is pretty cool. We hit it off, you know? Yeah. Sometimes how, how, do you, uh, how do you get drums around in New York City? Cool. Uh, that's why I started playing ukulele. <laughs> I went from drums to ukulele. You know, yeah, you got it's kind of like Europe, right, or Japan with the live houses. The stuff's already there, backline or something. Yeah. I've always wondered about that. You know, cause you can't bring that shit on the train or cab. Or... No, you have to rely on house kits. And yeah, yeah. Bad. So you probably get very uh, adaptive. And uh... okay, tell me Somebody... about the first. Tell me about the first wooing prac. Oh, yeah. Well, that have been in your bedroom, probably, right? Yeah, yeah. We just and did you come up with a name right away? No. No, it, it was it was still under my, just my first and last name for a while. Okay. Um, and wooing kind of just came up naturally when I was trying to think of cool band names because I was sick of being like, come to my show, Rachel Trachtenberg, and like having to say <laughs> that over and over again. Um, okay. And I, 
I really craved like having a band and that kind of feel. Um, sure. But yeah, so it started off. We like even had an upright bassist for one show. Like we kind of were just trying out different things. You guys um, were the like, core, right? And then you were putting things. Yes. To, trying to get the yeah. project its own voice, right? By by experimenting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, um, tell me about the first just, gig. What's the first gig? <laughs> I don't think we remember. I'm asking all the hard questions. Yes. <laughs> these brains go in. It's weird because, you know, we just, we, it changed so much. It was very casual, like open mic. Kind of, was it maybe the church thing? Did we do the church thing first? You know, like the New Year's? Oh, I think it was. It could have been. Huh. On New Year's Day, they do, at the St. Mark's Church, they do like a, a marathon of like music and poetry and stuff. And, and always like amazing, cool, old school New Yorkers will like Patty Smith will show Thursday up. And, more, yeah, it's really amazing, and it goes from like eight a.m. till what like it's a full day thing. Um, so that might have been our first show, which I feel maybe just the two of us doing. Yeah, that. I think it was just the two of us, and I was just playing guitar, and yeah, it was whatever. But that's probably the, your first batch of songs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I had like some songs that I had just written like. Some of the first songs I'd ever written by myself and JR would kind of just re-approach it with me and add his own taste to it. And um, that's where it started. Interesting. It was like the songs didn't have like the normal forms, you know, like I would just look at her. I hate that word normal. That scares me, that word normal. No, it was kind of cool. Like loosen it up to be more like Beefheart or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. God, I hear that word normal, and it's like, man, the hairs go up on the back of my neck. Look, we're at the (laughs) end of the first hour, December 17th, 2018 edition. Watch for Pedro Show. Hold tight for hour two. December 17th, 2018. It's the second hour of the Watch for Pedro Show.
Take a look at the track for a moment, please. You will see 80 fast women in the nighttime with ease, going around in a frenzy, a high-speed race on skates, a whirling of colors all around the place. From the bleachers, they are like birds, all the way down to in your face. 
Every view is great and the action continues. The black and red and gold make a deadly scene and superheroes appear in silver and green. The black and white show a power approach and the pink and brown team wins the party scene. The play is for real and you know the score. You're getting the best of Derby and a whole lot more. And the trophy leg will keep changing hands because we've got the best war teams all of total parity playing and winning in spirit if not actual victory it, it is what brings it on and tells the tale the, the, the MRD role in women's attitude watch out as she takes the track
Watch for Pedro Show. We started the second hour off with In Her Head from Wooin. Rachel, you want to say something about that song? Yeah. Um, it's one of our longest recorded songs right now. Um, not one of our longest songs, though. <laughs> and um, it's really fun. It's kind of spooky. And um, it was inspired by season one of Stranger Things. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> kind of just like went on a writer's character and like, the idea of like walking through your own like brain and, and your memories and stuff and like visually the idea of like stepping inside your own head in a way and like not letting other weird spirits grab on. Um, wow. So that's that's where those lyrics come from. Okay. Um, in her head. Yeah, it's a, it's... Winona Ryder's head. Yes, exactly. Okay. <laughs> that's great. After that, we had Dragon Blue, Tokyo with Metabolic Love Sphere, Joe Brewer out of Madison with those four teams, and finally, a big uh, Prague uh, out, uh, outing from uh, Dublin, Yurt with Zurich Ascension. And uh, the drummer man there, Bushy, told me, yeah, the uh, bass guy likes to write about dystopian futures. <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and we both really liked uh, that John Coltrane album that they found. That's when I talked to him last. So, uh, this th this new record you did, this EP, mm -hmm. where'd you record it? Oh, what was it? In a couple of different places, right? Seaside. Yeah, Seaside. It's maybe the name of the, the studio where we did the main amount of tracking. And Dr. Woo's was another. Just Dr. Wu, like <laughs> there's a Steely Dan song called yeah. Dr. Wu. <laughs> countdown. Is it Countdown or is it Katie Light? I think it's Countdown. I think it's uh, Katie Light. Okay. So it'd be like Jeff Percaro, I think, did most of the drums on that. Countdown is the second one, right? I think that's got a lot of... Uh, yes. Yeah, by Thrill. Can't buy Thrills first one. George Hurley was yeah. way into the Dan. We used to have to hear that shit. <laughs> uh, he got out of it by Gaucho. We didn't have to hear Gaucho, but the ones, yeah, Asia, no, Royal Scam. Actually, there's some fucking trippy words and in intense playing, so I don't want to get. It's you know what really bugged me is like every sound check they had to uh, use Babylon Sisters, the sound man. Well, man, drove me out of my mind. So yeah, well, that's my fault, not much not the Dan. In fact, we lost last year Walter Becker. I was yeah. kind of sad about that. Yeah. Uh, so so where is this seaside? What town? It's not in Brooklyn, kind okay. of uh, just on the other side, like the south side of Park Slope. I recorded it in Brooklyn at Studio G, which is Tony Mamoni oh, and Joel Tony. Joel Hamilton. What's that? Yeah. That's why I did I, Hyphenated I Man. And also the uh, Big Walnuts Yonder Proj with Nels Klein and Greg Saunier from Deer Hoof, Nick Reinhardt. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I think that's the only time I've ever recorded it in Brooklyn. Twice. Because there's a new Studio G, too. So there's two rooms. Yeah. I've, I've done the, both. Really good guy, nice. Tony Mamoni. Big hero to me. And where and where was and Dr. Wu is Brooklyn also? Yeah, like over in Williamsburg. Okay. Yeah, I think that's where Studio G is. Union and... Yeah, it is. It's, I think Union Street and uh, Metro were... Yeah, well, the old one was for sure. Yeah, yeah. Metro. And Tony lived upstairs. I conked upstairs from there. 
Yeah. Yeah, he was a pioneer. He was there in the you know early eighties. He said it was a whole different, yeah. a whole different thing in those times. <laughs> I remember us in Black Flag played uh, something called the Brooklyn Zoo. It was the only time, and before the two thousands that we would play Brooklyn. It was just completely different, completely different. Oh yeah, and uh, it's interesting how things change like that. So uh, you did it those places. Uh, so, you went in more, it wasn't just one big session then, of course, two different studios. I feel like it was spread out between a few days. We've always recorded locally in Brooklyn, and before that, um, we worked with Bryce Goggin at Trout Recording, which was amazing. We love him. Um, oh, yeah. But, Bryce yeah. Goggin. Yeah. Th- that last, yeah, everything's been, like, local in Brooklyn, um, and right now... We're working on booking dates with Jay Robbins. Um, so oh wow, my friends in light. Is yeah. that the Jawbreaker guy or? Yes, exactly. Yeah, 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 and he's in Baltimore. I think the studio is right. Yeah, Baltimore. So it'll be our first time traveling to record. So we're really excited about that. I remember the first time I played. It was a pad called the Marble Bar. Man, very rough, <laughs> very rough. <laughs> oh my god, that was intense. But you know. Edgar Allan Poe, John Waters had to play there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and, and then also, I, I tell you, Baby Leg. There was a, 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 there was two of them. They were called Auto Bar, and that's where I met him. So I'm going to play in color. Okay. Okay. Cool. Now, why is it spelled the England way? Oh, it's funny. Jr. just like one day was like the English way, right? And I was like, yeah, sure. And it just kind of stuck. <laughs> okay. Okay. You listen. Right out before you start. 
Watford Pedro show. Yeah, that was in color with the England spelling. It's not flower. It's color. <laughs> Uh, And then uh, Emperor's Ice Cream from Brighton, England with Test Case, Patrick Grant, Shapes Number 1, and finally from Baltimore, Mold Omen with Which State A1. uh, Trippy band. Been playing a lot of their stuff like that. So... uh, What what is the plan that's coming up? Like, you're working on it? Are, Are you writing the songs? And you're planning to go yeah. in with Jay? Uh... Yeah, the songs we're doing with Jay have, have been done. We've been playing those live for, um, like, the last, like, little tour we did. Um, and, yeah, and then we're also working on writing for, like, a full length, too. Oh, okay. And you're going to do it with him? Okay. Uh, the stuff we're doing with him is, is stuff that's done right now. Um, oh, it is done? Take it. Okay. Sorry for getting yeah. screwed up, mixed up my mind. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't mean that. Well, uh, so when you guys tour, like you said, one version had stand-up bass. Yeah, but that was just like maybe the first little. That is, you, know, you guys were just still trying to find your feet. You were still uh, using her name. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And now, and now it's just it's a trio. It's me and Rachel and uh, and uh, and a wonderful drummer named Rosie Slater. Rosie Slater, yeah, we've got to give some credit. How'd you find her? Yeah. How did you find her? Um, she had toured and played drums for me in a band that I was in when I was a teenager. So I kind of just knew her through the scene. Oh, you were in a um, teenage band. Uh, like, yeah, like yeah, JR. What, what, what? <laughs> yeah, this band's super cute, which I did for like four. Four or five years, I think. Um, and she had been a touring musician for us for that for a little while. Okay, um, so that's And I loved working with her, and she was just so talented, so sweet, um, and is able to, to do the wooing stuff with us, too. And uh, how do you tour? A van? Um, we Our first tour, we lucked out and got to be on a bus with the the headliner which was amazing and, and hilarious that that was like our first time touring together and it was very plush and fun um what band, then, what band? um that was with san cisco they're from australia and we did a west coast run with them last year um and they're really sweet i've known the drummer um scarlett steven since we were like kids we both grew up um knowing each other in New York and being like little girl drummers. Um, yeah, a lot of lady drummers in your music life. Yes. Start with uh, Janet Weiss. Yeah. Yes. Um, no, that's a great thing, yeah. man. That's a really great yeah. thing. You know, I yeah. one mistake with the minute, man, we should have never had George Hurley in the back there, man. You know, nowadays I always have my drummers at the front of the stage. It, yeah. You know, it's rhythm music. We're in such denial. To put the drummer in the back and try to hide her or hide him, and uh, also right. these uh, jokes about them being stupid and shit. <laughs> you know, I just hate it because yeah. it's all rhythm music. You know, even uh, little melody lines on our uh, necks of our guitars and basses—they're they're done in rhythms. You know, yep. little drumstick fingers. I don't know. I, I, it really pisses me off, this uh, weird kind of thing. So, more sisters into the drums. I'm into it. Yeah. God, who was that lady who sang 
Their brother played keyboards. Carpenters. Oh, yeah. Right? Great drummer. Right, right. And, uh, uh, hey, there's been amazing, some great uh, great lady bass players, too, like Carol Kay. I don't know if you're aware of her. the best. Yeah. I mean, tear it up. <laughs> tear, that, that's my uh, solution to the fucking soul pollution of laying out on drummers and making them uh, out to be like some kind of fucking sack of shit you have to carry around. They're the fucking heart. Uh, in my, in my book, in my book, really makes a band, you know. There's nothing like it, right? Like even thinking about those Dan records, you know, uh, Royal Scam is all Bernard Purdy. Oh my God, sure. he made a trippy record in New York for Casablanca, that Kiss Donna Summer label, and uh, uh -huh. with the Last Poets, it's the most trippy thing. I don't know. One side of it's all this op opera called Be Yonder, where like, uh, yeah, the djinn makes some like Sir Mannequin robot wannabe god that, you know, of course gets all burned up and everything. I think the last line of it is, last thing you heard was the trumpet blast or some shit. But it's so wild because the, the guy who played bass and guitar, they, he, they only knew him as man. And after the th session was done, they never saw him again. It's what? a great, tight, funky playing, because, you know, usually Last Poets is just a conga. But this was a whole band, you know, bass, guitar, drums. Uh, and Bernard Purdy, yeah. So, don't mean to get off on the drum tangent, but uh, you inspired me uh, there, Rachel. Look, we're at the end of the second hour, December 17, 2018, Dishwap Pito Show, special guest, Wooing. Hold tight for hour three. December 17, 2018, it's the third hour of the Watt for Pedro show.
she's gone today dream all day she knows the way to find the They found the proof. Confusion comes understanding. If you think you've got an idea, think again.
Watch for Pedro Show start off the third hour with Tear World by Woolen. Uh, some commentary, Rachel, JR. Yeah, so that song um, was inspired by the documentary Blackfish, um, which is about all the horrors that happen at SeaWorld and how they run their business and just steal and kidnap orcas and, and um, torture them, basically. Put so them in big I bathtubs. On... <laughs> yeah, you know, one time. I, yeah, I think so. it was in Vancouver, but there was this marine aquarium, and they had windows. And man, uh, going down there and see these guys in giant bathtubs, it was so sad. Yeah. And their eye would so come up sad. to the window, and I, I swear it looked like tears. Yeah. Now that you told me the connect, wow. Uh, very. Uh, thank you for the compassion. Yes. Those poor, those poor yeah, babies. So one of the lyrics is like, I can't hear your frequencies because they basically capture them from different parts of the oceans and they can't even communicate with each other. Right, so it's right. like being locked in a prison with someone. Who, yeah, it's, it's so sad. So that's what the song's about. Um, Fuck, this one had a beluga in it with it. And you know, belugas, they look like Casper 
the friendly ghost smile. They're always smiling, but you know this guy was not happy. <laughs> yeah. Then we have, yeah, you know what? I think people are, are turning against them things. We had something here yeah. uh, when I was when first came to San Pedro called uh, Marine Land, and it shut down. Yeah. I think the big one is SeaWorld in San Diego, and there's some in Florida, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, there's um, some in Texas still, too. Okay. Terrible. Tollum with uh, Truth Proved, the Bad Plus with Joshua Redman doing as the moment slips away. <laughs> David Nusselhoff with Celeste. And finally, Rachel Taylor Brown with Stagfield. I think she's in uh, Portland, Oregon there. She was on the show the other month ago. Uh, so your plan now is uh, work on uh, long play? That's right. Okay. That's right, to work on a record. I mean, we're, we've got a lot of stuff that we want to record a lot of things i think we want to say right right um, uh style always you know i mean if, if it's good or for, for us anyway i think we get bored doing the same thing so we've got some different sounding shit so it's going to be different yeah, it's going to be different than the ep a little bit it's evolving like we're gonna we're gonna add some bass to stuff which is totally new for us um and i like that we've kind of waited this long to like start uh, exploring that and um, a little more harmonies, just kind of built up in a different way. You know, I want, I want to play something live here. Yeah. Actually, it was your recommend. Uh, check, checkerboard <laughs> Kids, Public Access. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's going to be the song called Rats. Yeah, Rats. Cool. Yeah, so that's from a while ago that we that we were on that show. Um, but well, it, what it is a show? <laughs> Um, it's a public access show that my friend Checkerboard Phil has, and he he'll have just like different live bands play um, on his on the public access TV uh, the like... station up on the. Oh, it's not for kids. No, no, that's just his stage name. Okay, <laughs> because you know there's something in DC called Pancake, uh, some kind of pan, and you either give got bands play with little kids and shit. Okay, <laughs> I was I was confused. Okay, let's listen to Rats. They will 
saw your face in a dream You accused me and screamed Though it was a public place Nothing could hold your anger back You had turned old Your eyes had a different size There was a woman beside you Looking just like a killing machine Never wanted to hurt you Sorry I had to leave I wish time had been kinder to you I wish you were my friend And I brought you a letter once That you never got I wanted to give you time To restart But my legs started trembling Someone said we better go Then we missed a train And I fell in a hole Oh, I wish you could been there You would have helped me out We were all in the same boat And don't ask me why Never wanted to hurt you Sorry I had to leave I wish time had been kinder to you I wish you were my friend And I brought you a letter once That you never got I wanted to give you time Across this road and 
fires of God breaking through the fences, keeping a distance as long stopped working. Neither men nor women were just playing vultures. The fears your body rules are not just sketches, but words of God breaking through the fences, keeping a distance as long stopped working. Neither men nor women were just playing vultures.
Why for Peaver Show? Yeah, the last uh, music for this edition. We had the rats from Checkerboard Kids Public Access. That's Woolwood. Then uh, from Australia, the Drunk Mums with Kidnap. Uh, Chaz Bundick meets the Matson 2 with JBS. Julie Slick. So that's a great bass player there. She, I think she's playing with Todd Rundgren right now. Petra turned turn me on to her. Sky Park. Uh, Ginferno out of Spain with Your Face. Also out of Spain, Parajo. Pajaro. What am I saying, Parajo? Pajaro. Uh, bird. Sunrise. Uh, gorgeous uh, Georgiana. Georgina. Fuck. Come on, what? Get together. And finally, Gecko Turner. Yeah, all three of these guys. There's a great label there called Lo Love Monk Records. There's something about Spain and 60s garage. They love it, man. I, I had a, yeah, I had a Leighton Kozumi from the Morlocks on a couple, a couple weeks ago. And uh, he, do, he does a lot of Italy, too, and Greece. But especially Spain and Portugal. He says the garage thing is really happening and, and, and strong. Uh no idea. Yeah, yeah. I played. I mean, they'll, 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 they'll like uh, the who, who are those guys? Thunderbird, uh, Trashman. Like they'll go over there and oh. it's like a big, huge fucking dealio festival, like garage. Yeah, and all kinds of stuff like that. It's interesting how uh, they're into stuff like that. You know, for me, music's music. You know, I went through all the ideas about giving labels to everything, and I said, "Fuck this shit, bag it." Music is music, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, there's funny uh, fake names and funny costumes, but when you come down to it, music is rhythm, notes, and some words, hopefully a lot of passion. Uh, yeah, hey, oh, 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 who inspires you uh, these days, B both you guys? Uh, I like Stravinsky a lot and Van Dyke Parks a lot. Uh, and I like Can. Wow, I got to meet I got to meet Van Dyke's Park at some uh, benefit. He's he's charming man. <laughs> he's brilliant. <laughs> charming man. I love love the guy. Uh, and and Stravinsky. Uh, yeah. One time, the first Banyan record, Perks Band, Nels, myself, and uh, Money Mark Nishida, the, the Dust Brothers, right? Uh, guys in Silver Lake. Get this idea. Well, we'll put you each in this room of this pad so you don't see each other, but you got headphones, and we'll play the rites of spring. And you just jam to it. And when it comes time to Whoa. do, no one will hear the Stravinsky, but it's like we were like kind of, you know, it had like this, uh, right? There's the, the, the pagan kind of flute part, and then the sewing machines. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But he, uh, that's not a bad guy to pick his uh, fucking. Inspiration, because uh, incredible uh, emotional thing, Igor Stravinsky. What about you, Rachel? Yeah. Um, I love Led Zeppelin, and I go through my phases, and I'm in one right now. Um, I also le love the Breeders. They're a big inspiration for me for wooing. Um, and also this band True Dreams. They're local out of New York. It's like a duo girl punk thing. They're incredible. I'm friends with them. Um, and... I went to see them play the other night, and they're they're just always so inspiring. Um, did did you three. like uh, Robert Plant singing? Yeah, yeah, I haven't really got much into his like more recent stuff. I know he's no, but from the Led Zeppelin days. Yeah, you yeah, know he, he gives a lot of credit. Like 
scene and that's the way and like some of like the slower stuff I just feel like it's so emotional well, the, the, and, the third album yeah yeah he gives a lot of credit to a guy named Steve Marriott do you guys know about him Mm-mm, he, he no. played Oliver as like a nine year old or shit but he had a band called uh, The Small Faces oh, oh yeah, yeah. Sure, okay. yes. and then after that he kind of stole Pete Frampton's band uh, Humble Pie Sure. And uh, okay. that, that high voice, especially in those days when the sound systems weren't that good, these guys could cut through. That little Stevie, yeah. um, Steve Marriott, I mean, he must have been five foot tall. And uh, just, just his voice, you know, they would do boogie, right? Blues kind of th- stuff, mm-hmm. heavy. After Small Faces, it was more like kind of psychedelic. Uh Go to YouTube.com and this the, the, uh, cover of uh, I Don't Need No Doctor. you got to see this little guy, his voice and his playing, and just such a hard charger. So, And I thought that was very righteous of uh, Robert Plant to get, acknowledge, you know? Especially when Jimmy yeah. kind of lifted a lot of the licks. <laughs> I, had, I think they had to pay uh, Willie Dixon for some borrowing. And Anyway, I don't mean to dominate. I'm just curious about you guys' influences. Uh, what about what about this? Uh, people younger than you want advice about you know the musical journey. Oh boy, Rachel, go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I just turned 25, and I've been playing music since I was six, and I feel like um, my advice would just be don't give up on it and I recently like heard someone just in a meeting just be like the the best thing is just to never give up on something and just continue with it like my my worst mistake and business or whatever is, is giving up on something a project that's, that's and, great and advice that, that's really good to advice me, it's just like even if you go through phases I'll go through phases of not wanting to listen to music or play it or even think about it for months if I'm just not in the right headspace but sure. it's good to always go back to it no matter what and know that it'll always be there for you so JR kind of I think that's real good Rachel JR Thanks. I, I would just say that um, well what what's always been rewarding for me as a musician is finding things that kind of irritated me the first time I heard them like a, a lot of music that I love now was a little strange to me the first time, but there was a kind of like a, an annoyance or something about it that made me want to like to scratch an itch or something. So, so you're you're, you're telling me your advice is don't be fooled by the first time you hear something. Give it another chance. That's right. And and if something is, I a think that's annoying, good. I think know? that's really good too. That's really good because you know a lot of our gut reaction is built. It's uh, c- kind of conditioning. Yeah. So who knows who's fucking... Remember uh, Glenn or Glenda? Uh, I think it's Bella Lugosi, right? Uh, pull the strings! Pull the strings! <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's been great having you both on. I wish you all the luck in the world. Uh, how do people find you on the internet? Oh, we're on everything. We're on Instagram as Wooing Band, same with Twitter and Facebook, and then you can listen to us on Spotify and Apple Music. But you don't have your own website? We have our own website, and it's wooingband.com. Yeah. That's W-O-O-I-N-G-B-N-A-N-D.com. Yes. Rachel, JR, thank you so much for being on the show. 
Uh, really safe seas, and I hope lots of good stuff come. Please let yeah. me hear the new album when you get it done. We'll send it to you, and it was an honor talking to you. Yeah, all right. well, thank you. <laughs> You're most kind. It's been uh, December 17, 2018 edition of Pedro Show, my last one as a 60-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your powder dry. <laughs> <laughs>